So I don't, I'm not even sure what, like, um, which episode I'm putting first. But spoiler alert: the other episode or the other book ended pretty. Uh, I'm actually very. Yeah, you surpri- got to kind of put these in order that we record them, because otherwise the story makes no sense. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, uh, for this is the brand new book, but I'm mm-hmm. saying for the other one, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm putting this on like, oh man, we finished the other book. Like, it turns out I I died of a uh, chlamydia or something. It's like what? <laughs> that was a better ending than the one, that, the real one. <laughs> I, I'm legit like I remember when it hit me it was like I was kind of shocked for a moment because like that's it because it's, it's I was thinking about this too like a couple of while a little while ago where it's almost like we ended up at the exact same point because like you're a nobody yeah. you're you got no purpose I'm just standing it, it was in the middle. very anticlimactic it's but at the same time if you think about it if like real real life that's probably be one of the most choices you'd want where you have a little like close close encounter but then you're like no i'm scot-free and you got blankets now and it's a little bit of money so yeah i'm very bummed out about that indeed yeah what they didn't tell you is that you know ever since you jumped town kurt malloy's been hunting you down and yeah. <laughs> you, you constantly have to keep running just like how you have a wanted you know for like the the, the outlaws they have like a wanted for the good or they put like a hit out on you mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. what like a call? bounty yeah they what do they do that where they say it's like um you've been greenlit they call it mm-hmm. in the hood like so basically like if somebody wants to kill you, like, go at it, you know? This one is oh, very... How's that? Did you hear that? I'm keeping that one for sure. <laughs> I think I've kept mine, so I'm keeping that one for sure. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is cool because it's kind of like a whole story. Like, like I'm, I'm I, like, to... I like the double spacing and... Yeah, that's what's even better. So this one, I think so is more So is this realistic. like a choose your own adventure like the other one? Or yeah. Is it just... Oh, yeah, because look, watch. At the end of the chapter, look. Oh, I see, I see. And you got three choices, so... Yeah, uh, that one's like a page and a half instead of like, you know, the quarter pages of the other ones i think they just space it out more because it Mm. looks kind of we'll see once we start reading so um all right so this is chapter one the wild west an interactive history adventure by allison lesieux caution you might learn something yeah so if you came if you came here to just laugh at dick jokes um (laughs) that's at the after party and it's skip forward about 10 minutes a couple minutes yeah 10 minutes or so It's 1876. You've heard the wild stories of people heading west. You long for a life full of excitement, will you? Dun dun. Oh, wait. I don't know why I'm asking you choices. This is just the back cover. Yeah, this. That kind of tricked people. I was trying to read, like, the summary of it, and I just, like, oh, what? Sorry, that's not choices. (laughs) Now let's go in the book. Now this is the story. This is the story of a man named Brady. I like the picture showing white people heard wild stories of American Indians who lived in the vast wilderness of the west. So that's one thing to learn. The Wild Wild West. For most Americans, in a, this is more like a story. Let's try it. I'm not skipping all this. Yeah, yeah, we know about the West, the North, the South. Uh, yeah, let's just jump into this. You've heard the stories of outlaws and the lawmen who hunt them. It was all history before this. Colorado and Dakota. Yeah, I ain't reading all that. You've heard the stories of outlaws and the lawmen who hunt them. To you, the Wild West isn't frightening. It's a place of thrilling adventure. So you, to explore the West as an outlaw, turn to page 11. To find adventure as a lawman, turn to page 43. To seek your fortune in Deadwood in Dakota Territory, turn to page 71. Hmm. Oh, it's kind of neat because I already, as soon as I heard Deadwood, I was thinking like, I wonder if you run into yourself. 
<laughs> Imagine, man, you know, Deadwood, movies? a real place. <laughs> well, because this book is Deadwood City, yeah. So I think I think it is. Well, there was a TV show Deadwood. You know, was it? That? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was. A, it was a great show on HBO. A lot, of, a lot of cursing and uh, not too much um, nudity as you would expect from from HBO. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of neat. I imagine it'd be weird, like you run into the protagonist of the other book, and I imagine like in those cartoons or shows when there's like, you know, a hundred like arrows pointing to different directions. It's because you're both doing your choose adventure. So like, where are you going? And like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Just stuck, stuck at like the the. Oh, on the Simpsons, Bob. First Simpsons reference. The the uh, when Homer when Bart goes 3D. Or Homer goes through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he's at the X and Y? At the yeah. Next, yeah, so kind of like that. Yeah. All right, so back to the, so outlaw, lawman, or just seek your fortune in Deadwood City? Uh, let's go seeking our fortune. In Deadwood City? Yes. Oh, that seems like a crazy move. No plans at all, but let's let's try it. It, to- it throws you to page 71. I don't know if that tells you anything. Because usually, the, you know, the stories jump around. Uh, apparently not a very long story. <laughs> it's pushing you to the end. People rush to Deadwood and Dakota Territory to search for fortune. Yeah, that's why we went there, man. Look at the pictures, though. That's pretty neat. It's a pretty cool picture. And, and I'm telling this to Beth, not to you guys, because I'm not yeah, going yeah. to post pictures on there. <laughs> so we're on Chapter 4, In Search of Fortune. Gold. No other word fills oh. your heart with more excitement. I could have done the... um. What's his name? The Happy Prospector. Yeah, but the guy on The Simpsons, it was uh, he had a C word. Nah, it's, it's terrible. Um... <laughs> Clan- I keep trying to think Clancy, but it's like, no, that's not Wiggum. It's like uh, Cookie. Don't they call him Cookie? cookie? Yeah, yeah, Cookie. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There you go. Oh, Cookie. Uh, what was this thing where he kept bouncing when he had like a, a disease or something? I forgot what he's saying. Like, a, well, I know the rich Texan is um, oh, uh, OCD, yeah. so that's why. One, two, three, four. One, yeah, fires. <laughs> fires his gun goes, one, two, three, four. I was watching the one where, uh, oh, yeah, it was the Simpson episode where they. Uh, the Halloween one where they banned all guns and it was like for oh yeah Billy the Kid uh, yeah William something William Bonnie Bonnie yeah, yeah. William Bonnie he wanted a world without guns now the only guns are mine my cold dead hands that's the one with uh, I said P- play P N E that was yeah. P N O yeah that was like <laughs> I said P N O yeah because he's uh, Homer's like <laughs> but my favorite part is when um the Texan you know when they're like ban guns he's like it's banned guns. He starts firing off. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, that's all I know how to do or something. <laughs> that's like that. all I know. <laughs> all right. So we're go back to the past. It's 1876. Word has reached your town in Illinois that gold was discovered a couple years ago in the Black Hills of the Dakota Territory. You know you have to go. You know you have to go. Ever since you returned from the Civil War in 1865, you've been working as a blacksmith. Now it's time for some adventure. Before Wait, you- the Civil War was an adventure? <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> what what did he do in the Civil War that like that wasn't adventurous enough? You think after getting shot at by your fellow countrymen, you'd want to be a blacksmith, just quiet, you know, mm-hmm. hitting metal for a while? Before you know it, you're heading toward Dakota Territory. After weeks of travel, you finally arrive in a mining town called Deadwood. In front of you stretches a sea of dirty tents and half-built structures clinging to the sides of a deep gulch. Man, this language is intense. I like it. We'll probably just do one chapter. It looks pretty long. Mm-hmm. The place is swarming with people, mostly men who have come here to strike it rich. The air is filled with the ringing of hammers, the thunder of wagons, and the stench of horse droppings. <laughs> You're not sure where to go first. Um, I'm going to cross off horse droppings. I mean, you're not going to want to. You're going to the hammers? Oh, you know what? But he's sick of blacksmithing, so no hammers, so he's going to the wagons. 
<laughs> were those were those the, the no options? they're not choices no i just like i'm reading it because it sounds like it this is i like this story i don't even want to read it out loud <laughs> i want to hear it to myself <laughs> you wander through the crowd until you find a tent with a hand-painted sign reading cricket saloon it's loud and smelly inside the tent but you don't care new in town the bartender asks as he hands you a drink i'm here to strike it rich you tell him the man laughs well you won't do it in the gold mines. I'm doing a little country accent. That's for sure, he says. Your best bet is to make your money at the gambling table. Oh, man. <laughs> God, that wasn't good advice back then. It definitely, or now it definitely wasn't good advice back then. Guess it was a day late and dollar short. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like a couple dollars in the hole by the end of this night. Well, if gambling is so good, why are you here serving drinks, you ask? Oh, nice. Game sassy. That's <laughs> definitely you bet talking smack back. The man glares at you. Then he bursts out laughing. Good question, he says, holding out his hand. I'm Al Swearingen. Hey, this is from the movie Deadwood, the show Deadwood. That was his name, Al Swearingen. Well, apparently Deadwood was based on actual events. Yeah. <laughs> what was this book? I hope they say a lot of curse words in here like the show. Because <laughs> Al Swearingen was famous for the show Deadwood. Where he knows his cock or motherfucker. Or co- what are those bad words? I don't know. I'm Al Swearingen. Gambling and gold mining are for fools. One day I'll have a grand theater in this town. I'm going to call it the gem. I almost said gem. It'll be the I'll be the richest man in Deadwood without gambling away a penny. So he's gonna he's gonna be rich, putting up a theater. That is totally you, Beth. Mm-hmm. Like musicals mm-hmm. is the way to be. The person beside you chuckles. You tell him, Al. You're shocked to hear a woman's voice, and you turn. A tall woman in man's clothing is standing beside you. This here's Calamity Jane. Oh, I know who that is. Every, yeah, that's a famous name. outlaw. She was um with um, uh, Wild Bill, Wild Bill Hitch, Hitchcock. Or who did she? Something I don't like that. Remember. That's all from the show. I'm all, oh. I'm all interesting. <laughs> Watch out. She's the best shot in Deadwood. She claims she's been a scout for General Custer and rode with the Pony Express. Nothing scares her. Believe me. Uh, historians believe Calamity Jane's real name, this is like the pop mm-hmm. was Martha Jane Canary. Look at that handsome woman right there. I can see why she was mistaken for a man. <laughs> <laughs> you nervously introduce yourself. Calamity Jane nods. Then turns to Al. You seen Wild Bill anywhere? I'm just stopped talking because I'm giving away all the stories. <laughs> He's gambling a saloon 10, I'd expect, Al replies. I'll try there, Jane says. Good to meet you, she says to you as she strides out. You never thought about gambling. Maybe you could strike it rich at the gambling tables. I think this writer had a gambling problem. We've, yeah. We've got like nine-tenths parts gambling. Okay, so after this one, we'll, we'll go on with the show, Beth. Okay. To stick with your plan and try mining, go to page 75. To try your hand at gambling, turn to page 77. Well, let's see. He could be trying to put me off my stride so he can have the gold mines for himself. Yeah, because your dumbass comes in with like, you know, a wagon and two buckets of coins. They're going to be gone at that gambling table. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to, you know, go ahead and head to the gold mines. And especially the other store we did the gambling anyway. Say, in the gold mines, all I can lose is my life. I mean, you know, at the gambling table, I can lose all my money. Yeah, money's <laughs> way more important than that, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think I'll stick to... <laughs> they put it right next to the, to the page. That's kind of <laughs> lazy, but... I think I'll stick to money, you say with a smile. Al shakes his head. You're lost, he says. But good luck, all the same. What a friendly man, you think. All right, there's too much, like, middle bullshit. Like, we don't need a... What a friendly man. It's time to buy supplies. You wander around to see two men selling tools off the back of a wagon. Oh, buying this cars. This isn't shady. <laughs> buying in the alley in the back of a truck. Here you go, one of the men says, as you buy a shovel, a pick, and some other tools. 
we just got to Deadwood today. I'm Seth Bullock. That is from Goddamn Deadwood Show. Is there any Deadwood fans out there? Or did anybody watch Deadwood on HBO? It's a good show. A <laughs> uh, guy gets his like his balls ripped off or something. I think, like so he wouldn't he wouldn't die of gangrene. I think I might have just made that up. Just because nobody's gonna nobody's gonna uh, pro- <laughs> fact maybe you got it. bored with the the show and started making <laughs> just start up reading your own. those stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that sp- spaceship showed up, that was wild, wild. Mm, that that line between you know what goes on in your head and what you actually see gets blurred a little bit more each day. <laughs> uh, I, it hasn't been in focus. I wore glasses and it still hasn't been in focus to this day. <laughs> uh, we just got a deal with today. I'm Seth Bullock. My partner there is Soul Star. Now that's a cool ass name. S-O-L, star. We're here to start a business. We're going to buy a piece of land here in town and build a hardware store. Who knows? We might even get rich. Good luck to all of us then, you say, thinking of the gold you hope to find. I kind of don't like our character. He's kind of wishy-washy. I'm waiting for somebody to trample his ass. All right, so let's finish this, and then before we, we'll finish up, like, the what path we take. As you load your horse with supplies, your excitement grows. You make your way out of town toward the mining areas. Hundreds of men are already there, digging and panning for gold all along Whitewood Creek. Finally, you find a promising place along the bend of the creek, away from the other miners. You set up camp and get to work. Weeks go by as you pan for gold. It is boring, back-breaking work. What the heck did you think it was going to be? Panning for gold? He, he thought it was going to be like King Midas, like just mountains mm-hmm. of gold and just scrape it off or something. Yeah, but compared to being a blacksmith, I mean. <laughs> Weeks go by as you pan for It is boring, back-breaking work. They're both boring, back-breaking work. I don't mm-hmm. think you would quit. Yeah, with black. And I'm just thinking, it's funny because I'm filling in the holes for his past now. Because, <laughs> I mean, the guy, right now, this it's kind of sucky. Let, let's be honest. Because this dude went from the Civil War to being a blacksmith, which is still pretty cool. And then he's over here, like, just like, I don't know, maybe I'll find some gold. <laughs> Dumbass. And this is our character, too. We used to go by. For hours, you scoop water and grab onto a shallow pan and swirl it around. You finally find a small gold nugget, but it's not worth very much. Your excitement is long gone. You wonder why you came here in the first place. Maybe it's time to pack up and go home. To keep trying a little longer, turn to page 80. To quit mining, turn to page 94. Now that's Mm. a hell of a... I'll mull that over for a while and we'll get back to that. Let's see if if in a week's time you're still bored with mining. (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, it does feel like you found a nugget. Like, it's going to be one of those, like... If you missed the opportunity, like, hey, you found, like, the one the size of Calcutta or something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the dang show. All right, this is Tony Shava, your jive-ass alien with his, uh, what are we doing? With his co-comedian. Co-comedian. Oh, just... <laughs> But you're the comedian. No, I'm not. I, I play one on TV. I play one on stage. <laughs> you play one on radio. <laughs> I play one on the podcast. You play one on stage. <laughs> yeah, I play. Uh, the world's a stage, Beth. Ah, you uh, like that. Nice. Okay, that sounds like something from a Broadway. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember where that's, where that's from. But uh, mm-hmm. we have Beth, uh, what should we call you? The Supreme. What's a, what's a D name in uh, Monty Python? <laughs> There's too much to choose from. I can't narrow it down. Well, well, here we are in, let's call this, this is the Ministry of Silly Dinks, um, Tony and Beth. You don't okay. like dinks? <laughs> dinks. Well, I'm just trying, well, you know, Beth is, no, no, she's not the supreme dink. Beth the supreme I sup- am the supreme dink. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> or what about Beth the supplemental dink? Okay. That sounds more like you got to wear glasses, though. So you're the, you're the supreme dink, 
you wear you know you're just average does it have to be a d because i can be the supreme gumby which is those guys that you know oh simple guys yeah that had the handkerchiefs on their head and the sweater vests and the galoshes galoshes and they I talk funny what was it the supreme what gumbies all right so beth is oh you gotta announce it uh, beth uh, the supreme gumby and i'll be tony shava the supreme dink because <laughs> I don't know why I didn't like that word dink, <laughs> dink. but uh, we're going to talk today about something that's um, maybe not too common with a lot of people, because I don't hear, especially not with the young whippersnappers, I with think their the kung fu fighting and uh, big red bubble gum. All right. Uh, yeah, I think the younger crowd's not as into it as the older crowd. Well, I feel like a lot of even, because I never really heard, I mean, I've heard it coming up, but uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, the mm-hmm. famed British... Um, what are they, it, it, you can't really categorize it, but it's more like um, you're, the, it's kind of be a shitty comparison, but like Saturday Night Live, it's a sort of sketch. It, it's comedy. it's sketch comedy. Yeah, they they have bits. Some some go pretty long and will span the entire. Um, Not as long as episode. Saturday Night Live. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, unlike Saturday Night Live, this is funny. <laughs> oh damn! But also too, it's like. It's more scripted stuff. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. do a lot of, like, live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all scripted. There's no real improv. If there is improv, they'd be like, okay, let's try that again. Oh, so that, was that, like, that was improv, like, in the skits, like, when they would break and kind of, like, reset? Because I always thought that was part of the... I can't think of any specific examples, but I remember a couple episodes where they sort of, almost like they just gave up on the joke and it kind of started <laughs> over. Or they, I mean, that's part of what they did, you know, and they just kind of wanted It's all off. part of their charm, but... Um, the uniqueness because that's mm-hmm. the thing that um because even at, from what i've read in history but back then too they weren't as well you know regarded as they are now right or were they always big in uh, britain it's britain comedy. yeah um but, i think they were pretty big in britain um the americas we always um yeah america always gets you know sloppy seconds from britain britain's uh, good <laughs> yeah, stuff so america was a sloppy second I'm yeah <laughs> it really was but uh but yeah, because um, yeah, it, it started, um, well, the the actors started working together pretty early. I think I got I got so, a DVD somewhere. I think it's called the 1948 show. And it took place in 1948? Yeah. Oh, shit. 48 or 58, I but. Um, I would guess 58, but because I don't think they were that, that old. I, I know, like, um, Holy Grail, which came out, you know, after years of the Holy Flying Circus was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, That's kind of what I, what I was trying to keep that frame in mind because I'm trying to assess how like it let's kind of try to pick our own brains because we're not kids we're not flower kids what do they call them you know from the 70s but hippies yeah dang dirty hippies well I'm just dirty but not because I'm a hippie but so if it took place in the 70s what what was American TV we were talking about this yesterday it kind of fits in with like we had Brady Bunch the A-Team that kind of uh, TV that sort of very, I don't know how to call it, polished, but very sort of, um, almost feel, Gilligan's Island. It was like good feeling. Yeah, kind of type. like, um, what I would call from, from a comedian standpoint, you know, the one that I play on TV, it's very much like, um, easy, you know what I mean? Like, like your, your fast food type of comedy where it's like, mm-hmm. you throw it out and you'll get a wide range of people that enjoy it, but it's not necessarily like. A lot of thought go, goes into it. I don't know, you know, stuff like that. Gilling, you look at all those. They, they were trying to, they were trying to have morals and um, they had standards to, to yeah, to. and trying to, you know, portray a message with like, especially the Brady Bunch, but like, you know, Gilligan's Island, I think is just, you know, for laughs. 
but it's all like very sim- like if, you know i've watched some of that stuff back and it's very sort of simplified like i know um uh what was that show thing oh like three's company that was kind oh, of yeah. from that era and that was very risque because it was like a guy lives with two girls and I, I oh yeah know, yeah that's that was really risque back then i didn't even know that till kind of recent like the last one two years where and it was almost like the main character uh, john ritter i think was the comedian he was um portrayed as like uh, gay like he was a, he acted gay for the neighbor i guess so the neighbor would be okay with him living with the two girls something like mm. that because i don't remember too much of it but it's just kind of that's what sort of that that simple switch in storytelling was such a huge like oh wow this is this is mm-hmm. um just uh, groundbreaking right but right. then but then you have like you say like we say in the british comedy where i've either read this and assessed this too and kind of your take on it but when it came to monty python it's five guys Minus see, Terry John, John, John Cleese. Cleese, Eric Idle, Michael Palin, Graham Chapman, and uh, Terry Jones. Oh, and then Terry Gilliam. And then Terry Gilliam. Yeah. He was he was the uh, animator. And so it's he he played a couple parts here and there. And there was the girl. Costume. Oh, what's the girl's name? I can never remember it. Um, she was considered like the the she sixth was, member. Yeah, she was considered the yeah. Because she was in like she was eighty some percent of the skits or shows or whatever. Yeah. They, it, they always told her they're like we'd like to have more roles for you but you're too pretty <laughs> why just why just because they're always in drag <laughs> so yeah. like nine times out of ten when you but, see like a female that's that's another thing that's you know for american tvs wasn't too I, I don't know if that was the era but we had this is all completely from just you know what i've known i definitely wasn't from my time but uh bosom buddies oh uh, yeah tom hanks yeah tom hanks but have you ever seen the the i've never seen the show but you've seen like screenshots he looks so bad. Like, there's not even a question of like, is that a woman? Or, no, that is a straight up. Dude, you know? <laughs> but a lot, of, I guess, a lot of that drag stuff was, was like that. I don't know. But for Monty Python, um, that was not necessarily revolutionary, but that was definitely at least not in American television what we would watch. And I think did Americans get it with PBS? That's what we started getting. I think it started with that, yeah, yeah. because it. Uh, I don't think we got BBC America till much later. Eighties or nineties or something. Yeah, and then. Um, one kind of tidbit or whatever that I don't know where I picked this stuff up, but it just kind of stuck in my head where the 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 group I don't know if they all like separately like went to the different schools, but some of the guys, the writers, or because they all worked together, it was a collaboration. Carol thing. Cleveland. That's Carol sorry. what? Carol Cleveland. Cleveland. She's the one from the Cleveland show. <laughs> I'm I'm the only sorry. guy that's gonna save. <laughs> I or, just I, I just looked it up. So <laughs> Carol Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember her first name. Uh, but so the guys went to like schools and you had like the groups, the way they were kind of fractured where it was like one side was more about like the silly, dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. one side was kind of more cerebral. And so somehow they kind of, so if you like when I, when I heard that, whatever, when I watched the show, you totally see somewhere ridiculous, like the dead parrot, which is <laughs> hilarious, which like, uh, you know, where the guy's trying to return a it's parrot because the guy sold him a dead parrot <laughs> yeah. and, and he's in there slamming on the table. It's just fucking. Uh, that one's definitely a classic. Even, um, dead parrot sketch. um, total brain fart. Can't remember their name. Oh, um, no, I, I almost had it. Guys from the Created South Park. Oh, uh, Matt Stone Matt and Trey Stone, Parker. Matt Stone, Trey Parker. Yeah. Thank you. It was in there. It almost came out, but it <laughs> sucked back in. But it, they it's did... It's like um, turtling. Right. Yeah, they did an homage to the dead parrot skit, where instead of a dead parrot, it was a dead Kenny. Oh. Well, was that in the early episodes? Yeah. Because I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was one of 
um, first two seasons or something. Yeah, it, it was one of Monty Python's anniversaries. Oh, year, you know, some significant anniversary. So, they, but it came out. Did it come out like on their show though? The seasons? I'm not sure because I I never really saw it while I was watching it on TV. I had a yeah. friend show it to me on the internet. So yeah, because uh, I don't know. Because so, do you remember how it goes? Like, it's basically the same thing. Stan takes Kenny okay, so into. Stan. I think Cartman was the um, shopkeeper. Keeper. Yeah. And it was basically the same thing, but instead of a parrot, it was Kenny. Oh, <laughs> so. that's see, that's funny. But I would have thought Matt Stone and Trey Parker would have done something like more instead of just sort of uh, swapping characters out. You know what I mean? That's still good though. I mean, to take Kenny, who's always dying anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> you know. he he's always dead. So. And then Carmen's kind of a good as the a hole shopkeeper, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the whole skit, the shopkeeper's trying to like convince him that like, no, he's fine, he's, he's sleeping, fine. he's, he's sleeping. sleeping. I like, the, yeah, he's like he's, he's sleeping. pining for the fields. Oh shit, that's too. <laughs> oh, was it Michael Palin? Yeah, Michael Palin was the shopkeeper. Yeah. John Cleese was the the one who had bought the parrot. He always uh, and John Cleese, he's the the tall one. You see him in a lot of American movies too, but mm-hmm. I've always liked his because he he's always angry, like he's always <laughs> mad. Like every scene, he's always just like agitated. Like you look on his the resting bitch face, he has that all the time, and it's it's hilarious. Like, well, he did you ever see? Um, he put out a special. It's just, yeah. just him. I mean, it had a couple characters or actors from Pop Monty in. Python, but 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 it was his one. It, it was show? his. It was yeah. It's his brainchild. Is uh, how to irritate people. Oh, yeah, that seems like right on my. It's, it's not as funny, oh. you know, if you're really into Monty Python, but it, it's. Because it's his it's own charming. humor, because yeah. it's, it's um, individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we could just sit here for an hour and talk about skits, but like the reason I kind of I brought the dead parrot one, because that's kind of, the premise is pretty stupid. You know, you make up the dialogue, but it's funny where like the shopkeeper is completely trying to just scam this guy. Mm-hmm. Or not even scam, but just not admit that, no, I, I sold you dead parrot. And then um, you do like the really brainiac ones, like, I don't know, what's a brainy um, episode? Like where it's multi-layered or they kind of like... I don't know how brainy it is. To me, it's brainy because of the, the um, reference, but uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, yeah. Like, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's very, like, I you don't know. You have to know a little bit about history for that to make be funny. You know? I didn't when I first saw it, but I just thought it was funny because they kept interrupting things. <laughs> like, you know, we'll, we'll just come back in. We'll just come back in. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're just like, oh, yeah, sorry, it, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because they'll start the skit with, like, you know, some different like some play you know a man in his parlor with his wife and they're talking about something you're like what the hell are they talking about and then yeah. somebody says something like oh i didn't expect that and then you know inverse the spanish that was position. yeah that was <laughs> and it's one of those um i don't really know too much. i've watched a lot of comedy shows throughout the years and so my python i guess go back again because i'm terrible with chronologically but the way i've always heard of it growing up but it wasn't until a few years ago where somewhere i think it was even on new i saw they had like the box set and it was like on sale for like a third off. It was like sixty. I don't know. It was really cheap. I, don't know, I showed that picture, but how mm-hmm. many DVDs they came in there? But it's like the whole. I'm sure it's missing something, but it said the whole complete set. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Yeah, I've always heard about. It. Let me buy it." So I bought it, and it sat there for months. And then one time I threw it on, and I think I tried to watch the first episode. And it was like a little hard to get into because the humor is completely different. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it's I'm, a it's a drier humor. Well, I see. I don't. They say British humor is very dry humor, but. I don't really get what what it is about differences, but I just like it because it's funny just because I listen to the words. Or So it took me a while to get into it, though, because definitely, uh, you know, there's a lot of cross-dressing, but it's also, <laughs> like, just the comedy as far as... It's not always what you expect. Like, I mean, mm-hmm, the, the Spanish mm-hmm. Inquisition, I'm sitting there watching, like, you're sitting trying to... 
the people's dialogue means nothing. Like mm-hmm. at the, as soon as they burst through, you're like, forget okay, all of that. Yeah. And they did all this setup. So that's what's brilliant about like the show that they do this like awesome setups, and then they, you, and now for something completely different. Yeah. I mean, that was a, a, a great like 180. Um, how did you get into it, man? My parents watched it. Oh, really? So I, no, I grew up no. watching Monty Python. Um, oh, well, is I'm I'm one of those people that can quote the Holy Grail from beginning to end. And then backwards, and then on your head. <laughs> Probably. You know. But like you know. Mark always jokes, like, if you're going to quote a scene from the Holy Grail, make sure it's not be- from the beginning, because Beth will finish the scene and the whole movie. Oh, yeah, make sure you got, like, the end credits, because yeah. otherwise, it's like the, you know, some songs where people are like, well, when I start singing that song, I got to finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember watching, yeah, Holy Grail a lot as a kid, and there was another um, quote-unquote movie they put out, which was just um, redoing a lot of their most famous skits. Uh, it's called Now for Something Completely Different. So it was just a collection of their famous, their their best skits, kind of redone, cleaned up, and made to Polished, where they, yeah. yeah, made to where they'll transition from one into the other. And I watched that so much as a kid. And so, it was just always so funny. Was that like one of the stand-up specials? Because I think they do like stage. No, they they do, they do do. <laughs> they, do, do. <laughs> they they did um, a good number of live performances, yeah. like. Um, I think the Hollywood Bowls are one yeah. of the most famous ones. Yeah, I remember hearing that. But one. no, it, it it's not like that. It's just you know, like so they, they movie, recorded it like a movie. So they did like in a studio. Yeah, I gotta watch that because yeah. I'm one of those. I like the sort of clumsiness, or I like when you know somebody big breaks character, or whatever. Like, but I just like just sort of the the realness of it. Like mm-hmm. it's very authentic. Like whenever I watched it, I never it never seemed to me like they did more than one takes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not because mm-hmm. they were not professional, but it was sort of like almost non-committal like they would do a certain point and then be like ah that's good enough and yeah like, we, we got like 30 sketches to get to Let, let's get moving um another f- kind of like other ones i remember like i don't know if they were all writers or some, some were certain writers or they they all kind of pitched in they threw an idea like hey yeah. what about if i do the the silly walks you know yeah <laughs> yeah because um yeah i think john cleese and graham chapman knew each other like in school, okay, yeah. and I think Eric Idle and Michael Palin knew each other in school, or, or like Terry Jones just kind of got thrown into the mix along with Terry Gilliam. Okay, you know, the American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. How did do you know how that came about? How I, you, I don't know. That's how he came one, to, to he's the join only American, it, yeah. and like I said, he he mainly just filled in. But and he, that I've always I've thought about wanting to mimic that style, like because mm-hmm. it is kind of like South it, Park. It is, but, yeah, it is very um, distinctive though. When I would see the, I remember I probably saw a lot of that stuff before I actually even watched Monty Python because it just it gets referenced so much. Well, it's just kind of you know you see like a giant human face that looks like a photograph, then you'll see like a little <laughs> tiny um, uh, penny farthling. You know what that is? Mm-mm. The giant bicycle with the, the big wheel. Oh, oh okay. So right. and then you'll see like a little black and white of that guy you know coming down, then he'll fall into a hole, and then somebody will come over there and like. Just a hand will come down and like open up a, a bottle and pour it in there. It's just it, it's something like there's a yeah it's it's a lot of setup for you know sometimes really simple gags, but the the long setup is what makes it funny. Yeah, because he's on like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it just gets to like a, like <laughs> oh man, it cracks you up or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like um. Well, I always connected. I don't know why. Maybe because he's almost John Cleese was always to me like the straight man. Like he was always like the businessman, always the lawyer, always the sort of the guy with the hat. Like I said, always with the rich resting bitch face. So he was always the one like <laughs> he he was always the one that yelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. always the angry one. Um, like in uh, there's this skit. Um, 
uh, a couple goes to a really fancy restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, as a date, and you know, they're was it Carol or was it one of the dudes? It was Carol. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, they you know place their orders. Graham Chapman was the guy there, and mm-hmm. he's like, and they place their order with the waiter, and they're like, oh, thank you, and he's like, oh, um, by the way, I've got a bit of a dirty fork. Can you bring me a, a, a new one, please? And they turn into this huge thing. It's like. Oh my God! You you were given a dirty fork. Oh, n- let me go get the head waiter immediately. You know, he he will he'll want to apologize for this. And, oh wow! And it goes from like you know, the regular waiter, the head waiter, the manager, and then the cook comes out. And the cook is John Cleese, and he's just yelling at these people, "You bastards! This man works his fingers to the bone, and you grind him into the dirt." <laughs> he's just yelling at these people, and it's like this big. Turns into this big, huge thing, like and that. like you know, John John Cleese's character is trying to kill the couple because the manager <laughs> killed himself because of the dishonor, and it's just oh. and like you know, one of the waiters jumps on John Cleese to keep him from <laughs> never kill a customer; they won't come back. <laughs> and then it just all just cuts out to like a blank screen that says, "And now the punchline." Oh, and, <laughs> and it goes, just, yeah, it's just Graham Chapman. He's like, "Cause I didn't tell him about the dirty knives." <laughs> so like, everyone's so, dead yeah, though. Yeah, well, not or everyone's not, dead, but, like, but um, the people that died are still dead. Yeah, it's like you just just this huge because it was just a huge build up to this simple little punchline. That's what made it so funny. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the, the whole point is with jokes. The setup is like the funny part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's only so much of like conclusion you could get with the punchline mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. that's funny as hell i forgot they did like stuff like that with murders or like because i always remember the one where, where people like blow up or something that always cracked me up <laughs> you see a little puff of smoke it's just <laughs> that always busts me up because it's just random again it's random yeah. i like uh there, there's one it's at the beginning of now and now for something completely different and it's but it's, uh, it's one of the original sketches too then yeah yeah. yeah um it's a uh, like an instructional video on how not to be seen <laughs> I'm trying to picture because I know there's one for the the hide and seek contest, so this is different. Oh yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah hide and seek that like spans the entire world. <laughs> well, well, yeah, finish yours and then I'll do that. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's like you know, you, if, yeah. First, you just see like a blank field, like you don't see anything. It's oh, like, I do. Here yeah. is so and so, you know, from such and such town. You know, and you they cannot be seen. Now I'm going to ask them to stand up. And so they stand up, like they shoot them. <laughs> Oh, I forgot this. And they're like, they do that a few times, and finally, you know, they ask someone else to stand up. Stand up, and you see like this field with a bush in the middle, and it's like, he has elected to not stand up, but he has chosen a very obvious hiding spot, and the whole thing just blows. Up. Oh, I remember that scene. I forgot. Now <laughs> <laughs> they just go. So it's like they already had a raid yeah. murder him. Oh my god, it's too funny. Cause I. Yeah, the puff of smoke was funny, um, but they do a lot of skits where like where the guys sort of like run into you know, oh the, the classic death one was and it ties into kind of the joke setting up and stuff. But like the funniest joke in the world, oh, yeah, God, that's that like, so funny. <laughs> like it's funny because like 
of course, when I first watched it, I was like, well, what's the joke? You know, but they're like, no, stupid. That's not the joke. Like, the point is that the joke is so funny that everyone They died. used it against the Nazis. Oh, yeah, I forgot too. that. Yeah, because the guy just sitting there, and then it goes on, you know, yeah, the police cause, come. And... Yeah, because he, he dies because, you know, the guy who wrote the wrote joke it, dies. Yeah, so then his funny. mom comes in. She thinks he committed suicide, so she's going to read what she thinks is his suicide <laughs> note. Turns out to be the joke, I and forgot. she dies. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it, it's all quiet. They don't read it out loud. Yeah. And they read it and then they just start like like <laughs> chuckling and then laughing laughing and then they just die and mm-hmm. just man who, i never kind of thought of that how much death they had on that show yeah um, it, it does happen a lot but you well, know it, you know people were less squeamish back then well i mean and it wasn't gory you wouldn't see yeah like, yeah it was just kind of like a puff of smoke you know mm-hmm. um but yeah that, that that's one of my favorite ones the hide and seek one for some reason where like um it's the olympics or something mm-hmm. and then the yeah. guys well what cracks me up the most about that one is yeah the guy you know one guy's count he's counted like a million i think <laughs> yeah he's kind of and the other guy's running and he like you know you know he's climbing up a mountain you know he finally finds this hiding space like at the top of this mountain in this cave and you know he kind of like you know hides behind the corner and every now and then he'll yeah, look every, out yeah, yeah like, he, <laughs> like he's looking out for years just because it shows you i think at the bottom like 21 yeah, years yeah it, it lasted like yeah 20 years because he's got his he's got his beard to the floor or whatever <laughs> oh man that shit's so but funny. every now and then he's just you know peeking around the corner like is he here Did yeah he yeah me? Well, see, and so, like, after that's when my analytical brain kicks into high gear because I start thinking, like, well, what does he eat, man? Like, he's there for you. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's that's stupid. Don't don't use logic. Uh, what is, like, another real stupid funny one that always cracks me up when I think about it because I think they filmed it in a public place or not. But when the guy's, like, uh, climbing and then it cuts him and he's, like, on the ground, like, like climbing, like, up the street. Oh, I don't know why that just busts me up so much. He, he's got a little, like, axe and he's, like, putting himself. And then... So when the camera pans out, everyone's like walking by him, and he's this idiot. So, oh, that's too funny, man. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, those are like, like the kind of. It's only one actor, I think. Like it's only like one scene, or maybe you do a voiceover or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one I, of one of my favorite. Um, one of the billion favorites. Yeah, yeah I, I got my maybe three top fa- favorites. Oh, I didn't even think about doing some of that, but yeah, let's let's throw in right now, Beth. Top top, <laughs> top three favorites. Let's say one. Am I starting with one and going down to three or starting with oh, three? Oh, you have down? them rated? Like you have your third uh, I, I don't know. I, th- I think, <laughs> you know, two of them are kind of neck and neck. Oh, man. So, which is um, the Ministry of Silly Walks, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Classic. It's it's one of those that everybody's heard of. And I don't want it to be like, you know, like that. I really like it because of how silly it is. But it's it's so funny. Like my favorite scene is when I think it's uh, Michael Palin where he does the, like he's showing his move. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, but he's got like, like he, terms for all, all, all the moves. He's oh, like, you know, your right leg just does a half turn, such and such, you oh, know, every uh, third step. That. And he's like analyzing it. Yeah, because that's the one, like, like he starts walking and he takes like two steps and then he kind of like jumps or he kind of like twitches he lifts in the his, air. He lifts one leg. And holds yeah. it in the air for like an extra second and then he'll continue walking. Yeah. But I, I, I probably still could if I really focused and, but I used to do the silly walk. All of them? The, the one that John Cleese did, like, you know, on his way to his office. Like when he, his leg goes yeah, all the way up? Yeah, his leg goes up and does this little shimmy and, you know, his leg goes way up again. I used to do that, but... Um, well, they show the clips, too, of, like, different walks. Yeah. And and for some reason, the one where the guy hops sideways, <laughs> like, I lose it every time. Every time. Because I, I don't know what it is, maybe because it's such a big 
shift, but you know, you got all these guys like with their legs and this yeah. and that, and then he just stands there and then he just starts hopping sideways. That's it. He just hops and mm-hmm. I just laugh. Mm-hmm. Like that's the yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the where the I laugh the part. Most. Yeah, that's for me. That's the funniest part. But like you know, John Cleese like is getting up and walking around his office, and he everything he does is you know Dramatic silly. Or, yeah. And when he gets to his office, you know, Michael Palin's characters waiting there he's like sorry i'm late but my walk has become rather silly lately it's taking me a little bit longer to get places oh yeah it, it <laughs> slows them down when it, when it does because it's like it's very elaborate you know mm-hmm. it's all like i don't know you have to watch it to kind of see the the way their 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 bodies yeah. flail and all that stuff it, yeah but you know it's such a silly concept but you know done in a great way expertly kind yeah of, comedically in an expert way yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's your tide for tide and um I think that one's number three. All right. And number two is the Bruces. I don't remember that one. The Bruces are um, takes place in Australia, and it's the philosophy department of the university. Oh. And they're all named Bruce. Yeah. But so it's not the one because they had one with like Socrates and stuff, right? Like yeah, that, that, that was one. in the, oh, yeah. they don't okay. Yeah, because they're the, they're the philosophy department. Yeah, yeah. So. But all all they really know about, you know, these great philosophers is how much they drink. <laughs> but they're all named Bruce and they bring in this um, English guy to teach, you know, one certain, you know, part of, you know, philosophy. Curriculum and like, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, is your name not Bruce? He's like, no. He's like, well, that's going to cause some confusion. <laughs> <laughs> what if we call you Bruce just to just to keep make things it easier? Yeah. So it's more like they just don't want to learn more than one name. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think his name's Michael. He's like, Michael, this is Bruce. Michael, this is Bruce. Michael, this is Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I, I vaguely recall something like that where it was like, it, it's completely like unless you're you're part of that group, like you have no clue what they're talking. Mm-hmm. About. You're just kind of like, okay, sure. But yeah. Um, See, I, I confused that one when you mentioned the Bruce in Australia. I thought it was the one I, I forgot the, the the idiots or something. Remember they had like the leather helmets on and they were like the the oh the um the town twits yeah something like that where it's like the Olympics or the, vi- the twi- village idiot yeah village, idiot, village yeah. idiots yeah. where they're trying to see who's the dumbest idiot like in a competition. Oh, that's the upper class twit of the year. Oh, they do. I didn't know they had more than one. I thought it was. <laughs> There, there's so many there, I, yeah. but as soon as you said that i do remember that that title the upper class twitter of the year yeah that, that was a good one too oh man because <laughs> isn't the one like they just all run around like in the circle like into each other's like, like they have work. to do like really simple things but they but... all suck at it because they're twits <laughs> yeah. yeah i gotta remember i'm gonna write down twit i'm gonna start using twit mm, excuse me what did i say earlier uh dink 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 and twit i'll be dink you'd be twit I'm I'm Dean and I'm Twit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an old radio show. Yeah, yeah. So like, this is uh, the the uh, what is it like? This is the the four scores and seven beers ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the afternoon ch- ch- clam chowder. I don't know. Yeah. I'm Dink the I'm Dink and I'm Twit. It's <laughs> not bad. We're gonna have to make this simple. All right. But anyway, the fun is, funny part of oh, yeah. that skit that cracks yeah. me up the most is um you know they all you know get acquainted with each other and Bruce's, yeah. um so the philosophers they're like running around right because i remember like the, the, don't aren't they like holding the scrolls and they're like bald guy i remember no. like old bald people no that that's the um philosophers soccer oh that's what it is <laughs> oh shit no these, these are just you know guys in you know khakis and they're sitting yeah, around yeah. the table and, that's what i was talking um, about so. but anyway um john cleese stands up to read the the faculty rules and um you know he reads you know rule one he, they keep repeating no poof does like after every real rule it's like no what know, no poof does 
What is that? Uh, gay people. <laughs> well, that's what I do. Poof, but does I don't know. That's poof does that's what they call oh. it. So the rule one, no poof does. Rule two, something else. The rule three, no poof does. <laughs> but they get you know they, you know, get twenty questions. Well, they they say five things. And he's like, okay, rule number six. There is no rule number six, but rule number seven is. <laughs> <laughs> so did, the fact that there was a rule seven, but yeah. not a rule six, they say, yeah. means they dis- they consciously made the decision, we don't want a rule six. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise rule seven would be rule six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Just, just the more you think about that, the funnier it is. Yeah, because it, it, that immediately reminds me, there was a book I read in school, um... The Wayside School or something like that. It's about a school that it was supposed to be like 30 rooms. I don't know, 150 rooms across. But the, the architect got confused and he basically drew like a 50-story building. So each floor is like a different classroom or something. Mm. It's all these weird kids and... Wait, where the hell was I going with that? We're talking about... We're talking about no rule number six. Oh, yeah. It's like that where there's a certain floor where they didn't build. Like it's all like... so. A lot po- of hotels won't make... a uh, floor 13 13 yeah yeah i don't know if they like completely skip a floor or a rule floor 13 they just rename it floor 14 we're gonna have to we're gonna have to research that because yeah i never thought about that i have heard that too though but so does that mean like there's a floor like a completely empty floor that's what i have always that's what, wondered because well, otherwise what 14 would yeah. still be the 13th floor because yeah you look in the the dictionary like a floor accounts from you know 20 feet from the ground and then 20 feet so if you start measuring it's like no here's here's floor 14 uh, 13 you know mm-hmm. it's like oh no we have whether a 25 you call it that building. or not it's still 13th floor yeah so that's where the elevator like there's no button i gotta research yeah that. yeah on. i'm writing a lot of notes here <laughs> research no 13th floor but they also have a um a song they sing which is really catchy and it's a lot of fun i can't remember they got a lot of great songs oh i've got a cd it's called monty python scenes and it's a lot of their great songs and um, lumberjack one is oh yeah Yeah, of course the lumberjack and that's the goldie but a good yeah and there's um um sit on my face and (laughs) um (laughs) never be rude to an arab um i've got two legs (laughs) um isn't it awfully nice to have a penis I remember the title, but I don't remember how it goes. I don't remember that one. But, but a- anyway, um, it's the philosopher song. They're just talking about all these great philosophers and how much they drank. You know, Emmanuel Kant was a real percent who was very rarely stable. I digger, I digger was a boozy beggar who could drink you under the table. <laughs> just talking about all their philosophers. And-, and you know, all their songs I remember, like, the lyrics were so, like, intricate. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't no silly, like, you know, where you hear, like, a, they're very weird owl as far as, like, they... Yeah. they, they that's part of their craft, you know what I mean? Like when you listen to the songs, they like put effort into like making it, mm. arrange it right. It wasn't just like let's say some silly words or let's take this and make it sound silly. No, they just or like say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, just like you know, <laughs> I'm, the song doesn't just keep saying like it's nice to have a penis or something. You know? I think my favorite song, uh, Monty Python song, is um, Camelot from a. Uh, the movie and they, oh. they're like let's go to camelot and there's this big song and dance number oh, with man. the knights of the round table and afterwards it's well let's not go to camelot it's a silly place <laughs> Keep going. so they're all excited oh yeah so in the movie they don't go to camelot huh? no oh, no they, they go outside of camelot and then there's the big number and they're like no let's not go there it's too silly <laughs> So they were all excited. So they just kind of, you know, keep going. And the people are just like, all right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my number one skit Wait, is... Wait, hold on, because I've been writing it down for a minute, but 
Okay. What the sketch that I was trying to think? I hope this isn't. It'll be funny if it is coincidentally, but um, the spam one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite spam, ones. Spam, 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 spam. I I like um. Didn't they throw the Spanish Inquisition in there at the end? Or maybe I'm just trying. No, to it was the Vikings. The oh, Vikings no. were there, huh. but um, I found this cut file. I've been like finding a bunch of stuff to cut out with my Cricut machine. I found this cut file, which is the whole menu that uh, they read off, you know, with all the things with spam in it. Oh, <laughs> I really? I was like, I got to find something to make with that because it's too awesome. And that was, oh, so you have it saved It's like egg, bacon, sausage, and spam. Spam, eggs, bacon, spam. Spam, 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 baked beans, spam, spam, That was John spam. Cleese too, right? Yeah, he's uh, the one reading it. No, it was uh, Terry Jones. Oh, okay. I thought he was the one reading it. No, it's Terry Jones reading it. Um, Eric Idle is the man and Graham Chapman is the woman. Oh. But I, I think John Cleese is one of the Vikings that, you know, when oh. every now and then starts going spum, 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 Yeah, spum. I do picture him now like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That but a, that, that's a that's a good one, too. And isn't it like, doesn't somebody ask for like no spam or something like? Yeah, the, the woman with... is like, you got anything without spam in it? And it's like, well, eggs, bacon, sausage, and spam hasn't got much spam in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that> a... <laughs> and every time she's like, can I have eggs, bacon, sausage, and spam without the spam? He's like, ew. Yeah, yeah. He's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Well, they made that probably because, you know, of his reputation of spam, but. I like oh, spam. Oh, the man. English love spam. Yeah. I think it's because of the rationing, though. I think oh. they're allowed to have it with rationing. Well, I would think, I don't think they had, they're, they'd be sick of it by now. But I've had spam, like you fry it up, man, some good stuff. Uh, yeah. Salty, but... I used to, my grandma used to make me fried spam sandwiches. And, you know, you, know, you look back, you know, it was, yeah, it was good yeah. till, you know, you get older and you read the, the label and the eight ingredients <laughs> to make yeah and just how much salt is in yeah those. that's the thing the real salty my God. but somebody <laughs> told my my best friend told me about like um all the different sort of varieties of spam they got yeah, yeah. i didn't know that but they have like a honey smoke or a hickory smoked or something smoked ham or yeah spam. A, a few years ago um for one of mark's friends it was his birthday and he loves spam too so we went out <laughs> and got like one of every variety there was like 10 of them really yeah oh that's funny shit <laughs> I want to see that picture. Just He's like spam. <laughs> well, I wonder, did he eat them all? Like, yeah, he ate them. Well, I wonder now we like what's the rating system? Yeah, and which one did he like the most? Like, yeah, I, I can't remember. Like, because a, a couple of them we got them too. You know, there's the regular ones. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So we got him a little bit of everything, but. Yeah, it came out to like ten cans, and he's like picks up the gift bag, and it's all heavy. Yeah, yeah it's all it's all cans. All right, so what's your number one? My number one is no, Lily took it and put it somewhere. Which my is? Uh, oh, oh wait, the, wait, wait, the wait. penguin on the exploding penguin. I forget on about my television. Yeah, the, so... the exploding ta- penguin on my the television. It goes boom. Oh, it actually just says boom. <laughs> it just says boom. But what is that? Oh, it's just a. It, it's just plush, but yeah. I got a plush of the exploding penguin on top of the television set because that was my favorite skit. And explain that one because I vaguely remember that one. <laughs> well, it's um, it's John Cleese and Graham Chapman, and they're dressed up as elderly women, and they're sitting there listening right. to the radio. Yeah. It starts out with the death of Mary Queen of Scots, which is hilarious. <laughs> the Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots. Um, and it's the you know it's the old the old radio shows yeah. you know before TV. No, t- you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they're like, you know, the, this is the death of Mary, Queen of Scots. And you hear two men go, are you Mary, Queen of Scots? And one goes, I am. And just hear, ah! Ah! <laughs> So they're listening to her death. 
<laughs> like a snuff. And then like fades out and it's like for part two of Mary Queen of Scots turn to Radio Four immediately. And so they go and they yeah, change the channel again. and it's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh, that's funny shit. And then they stop, they're like, I think she's dead. And it's like, No, I'm not <laughs> I, I remember that part. <laughs> but anyway, so oh, so they turn funny. they turn the radio off and they're like Story's well, over yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, right. The radio explodes. No, oh, like, and, and now Radio Four will explode. And the radio explodes. Oh, well, it's kind of like a Mission Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, I guess we're gonna have to watch the telly then. So they turn the couch around. They start turn on the television. And, and there's this penguin sitting on the top of the te- pen- television. And they're like, so what's on the telly then? And it's like, oh, it looks like a penguin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, what program? And they're like, oh, and they're like looking for something. They're like. Start talking about the penguin. They're like, funny that penguin being there, isn't it? <laughs> but they have it's just this long, drawn out conversation about the penguin. Because <laughs> they don't they don't know where it came from. Yeah, it yeah, just appears just, on their just, television set. So, <laughs> and then at the end of the skit, the penguin explodes. So. Just, just there's no, there's no like, um, what do you say? Like, uh... you you see someone on the TV and they're like, it's four o'clock, time for the penguin on top of your television set to explode. Oh, okay. Explode. I was trying to say there was, there was no like sort of. Uh prep or no yeah. alarm or whatever yeah that, that was it but no reason for it yeah yeah it just i don't know for when a program ends it just blows up your, your it's like it's like well, where do you suppose the penguins came from perhaps it came from next door <laughs> just trying to figure out where they come from yeah. so they, yeah because they don't really watch nothing i believe it's almost like no no they're just they're just you know talking about the penguin Oh man! Oh, that's too funny. Well, no, that, that the Queen of Scots. That's, so that's yeah, the Mary Queen of Scots is is funny, but you know, just the whole thing, you know, their conversation. Because the whole funny. point of the skit is like the penguin exploding on the TV, you know. But mm-hmm. like, you have like Queen of Scots, the Mary Queen of Scots getting murdered, and it's like so much happening already, you know. Just funny because Mary Queen of Scots was actually just beheaded. So. <laughs> so not, you hear like a saw going. Oh, <laughs> like, z- I was gonna say, maybe, yeah, they're trying to use the dental floss or something to cut her head off. Jeez. They're just like beating her up and she's screaming. <laughs> and so they get so much comment out of that. Like, you just see the two guys. Well, you know, you hear the guys or the TV, but it's just them two in the scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but there's so much. Mm-hmm. Like comedy around it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just the way they do it is what makes it funny. Yeah, the, I mean the delivery, of course, is like crucial. But you take that with like your your typical, you know, uh, Saturday Night Live skit where the joke is, let's say, one well, you know, I think it's funny, but you sure hate this guy. But Will Ferrell is the, the infamous cowbell. Mm. The whole joke, the whole the the punchline, whatever. The funny thing about it is that you know the song. He's not satisfied with the song because. As much cowbell is on the actual song, he just thinks like he got to that point by going more cow. So like keep throwing, it, keep throwing it. Well, and the, and and you got Christopher Walken's in it. Yeah, so. Christopher Walken's is what makes that skit great. He's not even like funny. He's just he just plays. Well, a straight so what's man, funny about Christopher Walken is he always plays these sinister parts, but he's a goofy, goofy guy. Oh yeah, I mean the fam- you ever seen the the one where he's flying that? Oh, movie? the Fat Boy Slim yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, that I love that tr- video. That's when I first heard about Christopher Walken. I was like. What is it? Then I read something like, oh, yeah, he likes to dance. Like, what the? <laughs> yeah, um, probably about 10, 15 years ago, um, there's a, a classic um, musical called Hairspray. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it takes well, place. remake. Cause they yeah, they, they remade. Yeah, yeah they, they made a, a movie of the play. was a play. Made a movie with Ricky Lake, you know, back in the 60s. Or, or it takes 70s. place back in the 60s. Yeah. Probably it was, like it was 80s, made in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But they remade it. 
with Christopher Walking as her father and John Travolta as her mother. Yeah, John Travolta in a fat suit. That yeah, a... but that's an homage to the original movie they made because her her mom in that one was a man in a fat suit. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought a drag queen or something. Oh, that's mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, that, that that's why they did that. But yeah, Christopher Walking played her dad. <laughs> and, you know, there's this scene where the dad and the mom have a fight and they're like making up and dancing around and he's like smacking her on her ass and stuff it's just i mean i don't really care much for the remake i like the original one better i heard the girl yeah. was good like the actress i don't I have no clue what her name was but mm-hmm. i used to i ran out of time i remember hearing about it but yeah john travolta looked uh disturbing <laughs> it's like who wants to see john travolta in drag in a fat suit who yeah. wants to see john travolta period you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth that's true life right there <laughs> But we've kind of strayed from the plot a little bit. Um, we do that. But yeah, the exploding penguin, like, I forgot about that one. As yeah, far as... that one's probably my favorite. I mean, I have other ones that I really like, you know, like the precision drilling, you know, the... the um, I don't know. Um, I don't really, definitely don't remember well, my name. Is like, you know, uh, army lineup, you know, they're d- running drills, like army drills. No. But they're like, you know, doing a display of bad temper, like, my goodness me. We're in a bad temper today. Damn, damn, two, three. <laughs> so, and, but they do want um, uh camp it up where they're just like, you know, singing the silly little frilly song. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I think I sent it to you a while ago. But, yeah, I like, I like when they do that. military fairy. One, two, three. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, I remember a lot of scenes where they did sort of like the, the what is that, that line like um, from the Wild West that sort of... Uh, what do they call that? You know, when the girl's dancing in line? When oh, like a, a chorus line? Yeah, yeah, a chorus line. Chorus girls, yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like that. They did a lot of stuff like that where it's very, again, very silly. That's the mm-hmm. whole point of it. It's like there's nothing. Whenever I watched it, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. They would, they would throw, like, contemporary from that time, names of, like, politicians that mm-hmm. meant nothing to us. Yeah. I didn't know who Margaret Thatcher was when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember that last year. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, that's funny, but... That's the whole point. They didn't make it like, from what I've seen or what I watched, Saturday Night Live, a lot of their stuff, it's very much, if you watch an episode from a year ago, it's so dated. Like you sit there and you watch and it's like, oh, Justin Bieber, ha, that's hilarious mm-hmm. for the billionth time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the people would feel of watching it from that era, but from for me anyway, when I watch like, it looks dated just from the visuals. It's, it's horrible. And you see all the little cars from Britain and stuff. But like, just the comedy alone is just so funny to me. Like, how could you not have a hide and hide and seek Olympics? You could do yeah. that. Yeah, you could do that. I like they made a whole nother skit which was just silly Olympics, you know, or um there's um like you know, people with handicaps doing Olympics. Like there's the Special Olympics? Kind kind of, but they didn't call it Special Olympics. Like yeah, that'd um, be a little too there is the marathon run for people with extremely small bladders. And you just see them like running into the bushes every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Like, I and um you know the that's funny like the 100 meter dash for people who think they're chickens <laughs> guy with pretending to be a chicken Clutch, you like, know yeah. Wings, yeah yeah you know stuff <laughs> stuff like that and it's just you know it's if, if anyone else did it you'd be like that's stupid but you know the way they do it it's it's brilliant so <laughs> I, yeah i never thought of that i never saw like if you could if you could sort of like replace them or not replace them but like switch switch them out because I guess, was it after when they ended the show when um, Graham Chapman died? He died um, before, towards the end. Oh, okay. Like when things were breaking up because 
don't think he was in Meaning of Life. No, he was in Meaning of Life. Yeah, I thought he was in all the movies. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was towards the end he died. And I think that was kind of like one of the final nails in the coffin that kind of brought it to the end because... They were always shaky. They were kind of tired of working Mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah, they they kind of felt like it had run its course and they all wanted to do different things. John Cleese was no longer acting as wretched bitch (laughs) face. He just came full force like, no, I'm I'm just a cranky old curmudgeon all the time. It's like I saw this video um, about when Graham Chapman died and... Uh, him and John Cleese were like super close because they were the ones who knew each other the longest. And oh yeah, uh, yeah. John Cleese was given a eulogy at his at his funeral, <laughs> and he's like, you know, today you know we're together to celebrate the life of you know he says his full name. Yeah. He's like, and a lot of you will be thinking, you know, how could such a great man have lost us, have left us so soon? But uh, not me. I'm quite happy to be rid of the pony bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, that was a nice relief for everybody. I'm sure most people knew he was joking around. Yeah, but, you know, everyone you, knew he was joking. You know, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know, man, because that was that's interesting though. Because with he's sort of out of all the people, did John Cleese kind of try to break into the American market? Because none of the other guys ever I heard of. Him. Well, I mean, Terry Gilliam did through directing. Yeah, he's I've, but, I like um, his movies. They're very like they're hard. They're 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 tough. They're like you have to watch more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did try watching Time Band. I thought that was crap. I never saw that one. He put out a new one I wanted to see. Is the Death of Don Quixote. Oh, yeah. I heard, well, something like, they've been trying to make that movie for ages. Yeah. When it was like uh, in production or something. But like, I watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, I forgot he wrote, that's one of my favorite movies. He directed that, yeah. Yeah, I forgot he directed that one. Yeah. But he did like, um. He did The League of Extraordinary, no, The Brothers Grimm. Did he? One of those two, either the he Brothers, some of those Brothers Grimm or The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I hope he do League. Cause... Yeah, that wasn't a very good movie. I think it was The Brothers Grimm. Eh, not another great movie, but it was okay. But I think he did the last yeah. movie with the Heath Ledger, like the one with the, the Imagineering. That movie you were telling me about yesterday, That's the. I thought you were talking about that movie. Oh, uh, the Mr. Megorium one? Yeah, I thought it was that Imaginarium something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I have a vague... Im- yeah. Yeah, like a... The something something of Doctor So and So. I don't even know the premise of it, but um, it's one of those like so that's Heath Ledger died mid film or just as he started. So they brought in like Colin Farrell. They brought in like a bunch of different actors. I think Johnny Depp to sort of play his character as different. Ver- I don't know whatever the point is, but um, yeah, Terry Gilliam's got it. It definitely fits his aesthetic as far as the the cartoons go, where it's very like trippy. It's very yeah. trippy. I mean, Fear and Loathing was like. It starts out with uh, they got um, a trunk full of every drug known to man, pretty yeah. much. The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, Parnassus, Parnassium, something, something like that. Yeah. P a r n a s s u s. Parnassus, Parnassus, Parnassus. The Brothers Grimm. That's what it was. Oh. He's directed a lot of movies. A kind of a lot of not to oh Brazil. That's one. Yeah, Brazil was on here. I wanted to watch the one because of the stretch of face that always tripped me out. Uh, um, didn't he also direct? No, no, I don't think he did. I was thinking of. Um, that's many blockbusters. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh no, that's Guillermo del Toro. Something else, yeah. Yeah, that's Guillermo del Toro. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I know he, I... he he really broke into directing really well. Well, because like again, he never really was a front of this camera type of guy. But mm-hmm. John Cleese, I remember seeing him a lot. In different like little pop up roles before I knew who he was. Yeah, you know? John Cleese and Eric Idle, I think I saw the most of after 
Monty Python. Seen. Honestly, probably have seen none of the other guys. Um, um, I think Michael Palin got into doing like um, travel and nature documentaries. Oh, really? Yeah, he he got a some award from the Queen late recently for like doing instructional videos or something. And and who's the one that died like last year? Uh, Terry Jones. Terry Jones. He was oh he he was awesome. He that's the the only two that have died, right? Yeah, Terry Jones and Terry yeah. Gilliam. Yeah. Or not Terry Gilliam, oh. but Terry Jones and Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman, yeah. Yeah, when you sit Terry Gilliam, I'm like, like, what? No, no, no. I, I got like a shock. <laughs> sorry. That. Wait, sorry, he died? Sorry. No, no. Not that I know of, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it could be a, something, you know, they're not telling us, but. So what about like, so you grew up watching that. Was that your first sort of introduction to the British humor? Yeah, I mean, my parents watched it a lot. Um, I mean, they not just Monty Python. They and a lot of it was on PBS. You know, yeah. the Mr. Bean. Yeah, that's right. Um, Are you being served? Never heard which of is uh, another. I probably only it's... watched Mr. Bean and and uh, no, I only watched Mr. Bean like on PBS. But as far as British humor, that's kind of the the scope of it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. I remember Mr. Bean, Are You Being Served, and Keeping Up Appearances were all uh, British comedies. Mm-hmm. They still um, show some to these day. I, yeah. I flip around. Yeah, and there's always some show on there. But um, I didn't like keeping up appearances as much until I got older and realized, you know, you know it's, what's going on and why it's funny. Oh, it's not. Um, it's more mature kind of. Mm-hmm. It's more heady. Yeah, a lot of a lot of British humor is, you know, the more you think about it, the funnier it is. You know, and the more you know about it, you know. It's, well, I don't know, because like Mr. Bean, I used to like <laughs> Mr. Bean it right is away. Just silly. Yeah, I mean, I would just watch it and. and <laughs> I, and I don't know what the difference is between that and like American humor, but I could always, you always get like this different energy of it, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is so funny. Cause you, you see Rowan Atkinson out of character. He's just so proper and so, you know, composed yeah. and you, you wouldn't see him as, you know, the silly character. He's got a, a, a live, like kind of one man show oh, that we, we used to watch is hilarious. We're just thinking about like, as soon as you're talking about his poise and all that, what I picture is that scene when he's dancing to that Mr. Boombastic. Yeah, Mr. Boombastic. Yeah, I just remember his little, I remember his little I dances. Love that. Like, I, I love used to, that. I used to kind of try to do that video. when nobody was around. I used to then do my little dance. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that, that's always funny. But you always give me this vibe of like, like you you like that kind of more British humor. Like you're more, you have a more sophisticated humor, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not too big in, I'm not trying to, you know, say I'm super snobbish and way up here, you're way down there, you know, or anything like that. But I not this time, I don't, I don't appreciate lowbrow, like lowbrow potty humor as much as some so people Jim do. So Jim Carrey is not like one of your top. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I respect him as a person, not so much lately since he's been making a lot of, you know, socialist remarks, but. Um, Damn, man, <laughs> just throw that on my podcast trying to keep this PG. PC, no. <laughs> yeah, non-PC, but anyway, non-PC. um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed the second Ace Ventura, but I think that's about it. Well, see, that's weird, because I like Ace Ventura 1 much better, but... Uh, I like the second one much better, but... I mean, I do get a kick out of the whole Slinky bit, and that always cries me <laughs> yeah. How How awful is that? That's kind of Monty Python-ish, where, like, the yeah, whole build-up... Yeah, it, it stops on the last... The last step, dude, like... Somehow this stupid slinky worked all the way up to a thousand steps and then it stops on the last one. Oh, man. <laughs> Christ. <yo. laughs> yeah, it's funny. I got a little story about um, watching um, uh, Holy Grail. Huh. Um, my senior year of high school, I was in a mythology class. And we 
we studied, you know, like Greek mythology and stuff like that, but we also did uh, King Arthur. Oh, okay. Um, Merlin and yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah, that, you know. That era. You know, storyline and stuff like that. So, and we did that one last. It was the end of the year. Hmm. And on the last day of uh, classes, our teacher brought in Holy Grail for everyone to watch. And me and two other people were like super excited. Like we pushed our desks like right up to the rolling TV <laughs> on the cart, yeah. you know, that they had back then. You know, they rolled yeah, in the TV. I like TV. how it has a strap on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna... bungee cord over Yeah, the I always wonder like, does this piece of shit always topple over? <laughs> yeah. But, so, so they rolled in the TV and me and two other people like pushed our desks like right up to it. And we were having a ball and like, Just you know, they, they, start, they start the movie and everyone's like, oh, fast forward through the credits. We're like, no, don't. These are like, so funny and it's part of the movie yeah it's part of the movie and (laughs) so like me and these two other people are like quoting the whole movie and like laughing having a good old time everyone else is yelling shut up (laughs) but um or just not paying attention at all because it's like like the last day of class they're writing notes to everybody yeah and i remember like signing their yearbook some stupid like that (laughs) yeah i remember talking to some other guys like i don't see what's so funny it's like i'm like how can you not see that this is hilarious? He's like, it's not funny. It's like, no, it's hilarious. Yeah, like, you, sir, are, are, are a moron. <laughs> it's, it's like, like Monty Python's one of those things that you either get and you love it, or it makes no sense whatsoever and you think it's dumb. Yeah, I mean... Depends on your personality. And I hardly don't really meet anybody that really knows, either knows about Monty Python. Because, again, it's, it's from the 70s, 80s, so it's almost like... Unless yeah, you're I watching... looked it up. It started in 1969. Oh okay, but you said before that they yeah. were probably like yeah, but involved. they were they were doing stuff you know before that. Yeah, but see, it's one of those things where just yeah, you either like it, it's great, or you just you can't hate it. You either just don't understand it. Yeah, it's one of those, like if you watch anything like this isn't funny, it's like no. It's you like just if don't I have to it. explain yeah. to you why it's funny, you're not gonna think it's funny. Cause I can, yeah, I can imagine that dude like um like you, just, you can't tell him like it's funny because like I can't tell you why it's funny. You just gotta mm-hmm. like understand it. And you're like, yeah. So the right phrase is not that it's not funny. The right phrase is like, I don't get it. Yeah. That makes more sense. That makes more sense, yeah. Because so that is get, hilarious. Yeah, so if you don't get it, then get up on it. All right, Beth, I think we'll wrap it up. We got any parting words? Um, I've got many, but I can't think of one or decide on one any right PG now. Any PG parting words? <laughs> um, go watch Monty Python because it's great. Yeah, what's the... Like most shows, you can't watch from the first episode because you know they... it doesn't really matter because it's not they're not you know uh, in any sort of secret. It's not sequential. Sequence. Yeah, yeah, it's sequential. Just, like one, I remember like the Spanish Inquisition, they pop up a couple episodes, but there's no like doesn't tie into any other episode. But mm-hmm. I mean, like from your opinion, what would be like a sketch that would kind of, I guess, wouldn't be that hard to comprehend or just like for me the the silly walks is good. That's not the a bad silly one. walks the. Uh... Did argument par- clair- clinic is good oh remember well, the argument clinic <laughs> i'm trying to remember what was the one like the guy didn't have a good argument or something yeah he's like you're not arguing with me you're just contradicting me <laughs> yeah so the guy came in and he paid him but then he didn't like he didn't agree with him or something. yeah he, he wasn't like having an argument like a debate he was just you know saying you know contradicting yeah, him it's whatever, like, whatever he said he's yeah. like no it's not yeah, yes, it like, is. No, it's not. He's like, it, today's Tuesday. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, all the other rooms he, like, went in before that. And it's like, this is getting hit on the head. This and it's like, oh, this is abuse. You want that room over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that. It was, like, different classrooms or different, like. Uh... Yeah, they're, like, offices where you could pay for these services. But they're, like, 
you know, not pleasant in any way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, you know, just getting treated like ass. <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, the the Flying Circus pick one. They're all good. Um, as far as the movies go, um, Holy Grail, I think, is the best. Now, for something completely different is really good. Yeah, there you go. That's watch that. Cause yeah, because it, 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 it's kind of a mishmash of some of their best ones. So I wrote go, it down too, Go watch gotta, now for something completely different. And I'm very curious to see it, like, polished because... Like, I haven't watched it in a few years, but... I'm probably going to watch it once you leave, because now I want to Talking about it. it. Yeah, well, now I want to watch it. So I'm probably going to go home and watch it. But, um, but yeah, that that's a good one to start with, because that's their, their skits and probably some of the best ones. And I know from their movies, I've still really... What's the one... I always forget, but where's the one that big guy keeps eating and blows up? Ugh, that's Meaning of Life. The meaning of Life. I want to watch it. I think, as far as the movies go, Meaning of Life is the worst one because um, it came along it was one of the last movies they made it came along as they were just really getting tired they just, of doing it they they were really kind of half-assed yeah. yeah Life of Brian was good Life of Brian is great yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah Meaning of Life is just kind of like meh it's of, got a couple chuckles what, but, out of those you know, three movies do they have a lot of musicals in them do you remember well um, Meaning like, of Life does yeah wait wait no no Meaning of Life has a lot of songs in it. Well, that's the the show, though, right? Where they do the skits. But I'm talking mm-hmm. as far as like Holy Grail, Life of Brian. And... Yeah, Meaning of Life is one of the movies. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Meaning of Life. Yeah. That one has a lot of... Mm-hmm. Now I'm avoiding because of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, do musicals too Yeah, yeah the Every Sperm is Sacred, the uh, um, the Galaxy Song, um, Angels in... Yeah, or Christmas in Heaven... Well, even um, those titles suck. <laughs> yeah. See, the Christmas in Heaven one, it, it's not funny unless you have the visuals to go with it. Oh. Which is, you know, they're in heaven. It's like, you know, this big angelic, you know, heavenly. It's Christmas. Everything, everyone's, you know, you know. Joyous and singing carols. Yeah. And, and then all these angel, bare-breasted angels come out and start singing. And they start what? Singing. Oh. Singing the song with this guy and... Also, the visuals, you got to see the breasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's, that's the funny thing, just having, you know, nude angels. But um, there's wow. a lot of lot more nudity and uh, meaning of life than the other ones. Well, I mean, Monty Python, I mean, you see some some male frontage, man, on uh, Life of Brian. Yeah. I remember yeah, that, that one, like, that, oh, you're uh, Jewish. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he opens those those shutters yeah. and you see everything, yeah. yeah. Sorry to put that <laughs> And then there was... Um, Terry Jones, who was the man who took a vow of silence, you know, sitting naked in a ditch. What? <laughs> and then, you know, Brian comes along running from his, you know, these people that want to follow him. Yeah, and, he has crazy followers. Yeah. And but, he's uh, naked in a ditch. But yeah. I remember that. I remember a lot of nudity, too. That was mm-hmm. when I watched the, the show because it came out on TV. It didn't come out on, well, it must have come out on American TVs, at least some of them. But when I watched that, and yeah, you see some nudity just. You see uh, Terry Jones sitting naked at the organ. <laughs> Doon, do, 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 doon, doon, doon. You see a lot of backside on yeah, that. Yeah, backside. Yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I remember that, like, I don't remember what the first scene, but I remember just seeing some, a lot of skin. I was just kind of like, whoa, man. Good thing I was a grown ass man, but I can't imagine being <laughs> as a kid watching that just going, well, there, British booty. Uh, well, I guess on that note, British that booty. Note. Yeah. <laughs> we'll end with what you came here to see hardcore nudity. <laughs> what was that from? Simpsons. Oh yeah, the, shake, shake, shake. Yeah, shake your boot, I was yeah, running that song, and then you see. I, I can't do the Troy McClure voice. Oh, I am Troy I'm McClure. Troy McClure. Yeah. Uh, I just remember. That. I always think of that scene because I, I remember like uh, Bart swinging. <laughs> you see his little butt. 
<laughs> and the wind blowing up Homer's robe and yeah. Yeah, what was he doing? He was trying to uh, address the group of um, protesters on their lawn when that girl thought he grabbed her butt when he was getting the oh, gummy demilo yeah. off the back the of it. Gummy demilo. Yeah. All right, before we get to the gummy demilo, yeah, let's we call do, it. Yeah, <laughs> this becomes a Simpsons episode. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Simpsons were. No, I'm just kidding. There is a Simpsons couch gag with the Monty Python foot that comes down and squishes them. All right, Beth. Well, thanks for joining me. No. Did you just. Yeah, I was like, blow raspberries. Yeah, that's the sound it makes when foot when it, comes down. When it farts. Um, this is Tony Shaba. You're, I forgot what to call myself, Jive Ass. <laughs> you're dink. the twit. I'm the dink. <laughs> hey, I want to be the twit. <laughs> or I want to be the dink. Okay, you're the dink. I'm the twit. <laughs> yeah, Tony the Shive Ass. The Shive Ass. The Jive Ass Dink. Okay. This is Tony Shaba. <laughs> your Jive Ass Twit. They're <laughs> starting to sound like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, let's do that one again. I like how that sounds. Let's just come in again. I'm going to have to do that. All right, okay. take four. This is Tony Shava, your jive-ass twit, with his uh, co-driver, co-comedian. Uh, Beth the Supreme Dink. <laughs> Signing off. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Toodles.